The last time I had Tony Roig on the Pickleball Fire podcast, we didn't have a chance to talk about respect the X. And that is such a wonderful strategy. We go deep into that today, along with some information on the upcoming virtual Pickleball Summit. So let's get to the intro to hear from Tony. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Tony Roig. How are you doing today, Tony? Lynn, pleasure to be with you as always and doing very well. Thanks for asking. Yes, you are one of the few people who I am interviewing for the second time on the Pickleball Fire podcast, but I know last time you were on, you have some amazing tips for the Pickleball Fire audience. But today, what I actually want to start with is the Pickleball Summit, which is something that you and CJ Johnson put together. I I know it's a lot of work, but just go ahead for the audience and tell players a little bit about what it is and how it can help them. Absolutely. And I always want to clearly give credit to CJ. This is CJ's idea. CJ came up with it right after COVID, right? So we're all indoors. We're all chomping at the bit to get some pickleball information. And so CJ came up with a summit, frankly, how we met in person or not in person, but we met because we just knew about each other. And the summit is a third year and it's an amazing place for players to come in. And just hear varying perspectives about the game of pickleball, not just like you'll get some technical perspectives, you'll get some tips, you'll get some mental, you get body, you get all sorts of different paddles, things like that. And it's kind of a one-stop shop for some of the, the leading pickleball players, professionals, instructors, thinkers about the game, right? All in one place. So it's an amazing event. Uh, and it all we bring it all to everybody's to your computer, so you don't have to go anywhere. You just sit at home and watch it and take it all in. Hopefully, awesome. So, what are the dates, Tony? It the twenty sixth through the 29th of June. The twenty sixth is a Sunday, and we have a special kickoff with our our friend, uh, and I know she's your friend as well, Lynn. So, our, our mutual friend uh, Nicole Havlicek from Primetime Pickleball is going to be kicking it off and uh, and sharing some really uh, exciting uh, information for pickleball players who are looking to improve. And then we have the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, full slate each day with evening uh, panel, a panel one night, an evening presentation the other night, and then a Q&A for the uh, all access pass holders on the third day. So it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of information. You know, what is an all access holder? All access pass is, so, so the summit is free to attend, right? So think of it like a traditional summit brick and mortar summit. So you go to like a convention center and they have the rooms and you go in there and you listen to the presentations. So each day of the summit is like that. So you can, now it's online. So we actually keep it, we keep the presentations live during the whole day. And so let's say you wanted to listen to Hellas Spar's presentation on, on angles and wrong way Wanda or Deb Harrison on the perfect dink, something like that. That's what called your attention. You know, that's what reached out to you. So you're going to go into the that room, that presentation, right? It's like going into a room and then you'll listen to the presentation. That is, there's no cost for that. Players do need a ticket, however. So you do need to register. The software program requires basically like a ticket so you can get into the software and then watch the presentation. That's all that part is free, but some players want to want to be able to come back to it, right? So basically what we do is 
we there's an all access pass which allows the players to then watch the presentations whenever they want to. And there's so much content in there that it's it's just it's probably a year worth of work in there or more. And so the all access pass there is a cost for that, but you don't have to buy the all access pass in order to attend the summit. And then the if you have the all access pass, we've put together a just kind of a special event Q and A at the end for for all access pass holders to come in and ask questions of different presenters who are present during the Q&A. Cool. That is definitely a lot of value that you're offering. And I know when I spoke to CJ, we focused really a lot on the mind-body aspect of the game, which I said during that podcast is something that I tend to neglect a little bit on the Pickleball Fire podcast. So we went deep into a a tip called 3-2-1. But I also do want to talk about you had mentioned there's three pillars and one of them is, I think, does it fall under the athletic pillar? Yeah. So, so the way we we break it up, Lynn is, so the three pillars are the mechanical, the strategic, and the the athletic pillar is the mind body connection, right? So that's basically like, is your mind clear and focused? Because obviously you're going to play better and just enjoy yourself more. And then the, the body obviously is taking care of your body. So you can go out and perform and keep playing without injury. The mechanical pillar is the literally the mechanical pillar. So it's so sometimes it's referred to as the technical uh, pillar and the strategic pillar would be like the tactical or strategic pillar. It's, it's the strategy of the game. All right. And then it, it sounds like during the summit, you're going to definitely be covering all three pillars. 100%. We have, like I mentioned, Mahela Spar earlier. So she's going to be talking about angles of coverage. It's her, she's coined the phrase wrong way Wanda, which I think is, it's, I like alliteration anyway. I think it's, it's super memorable, right? And once you see wrong way Wanda on a board, you're like, oh, I get it. And then when it happens to you, because it will happen to you, and when you do it to other player, other teams, and you do it, you're going to go, that's wrong way, Wanda. So that would be an example of a strategic pillar component, because that's the, how to play the game. That's understanding court coverage and things like that. And then as another example, we're going to, we have a uh, pickup on Deb Harrison, who uh, is our, she's her second year with the summit, presenting at the summit. And we asked her this year because she's so good with her dinking and her concepts on dinking. We asked her to share with us the perfect dink and some drills to help develop that shot. Awesome. It sounds like there's going to be so much information and and great information. And there's a couple things. I was doing some prep for this particular podcast. And Tony, you've got some great articles you've written. You've got some great videos that are out there. And I wanted to dive into one which I thought... And it's a little bit hard to do on a podcast, but it's something that you teach as a strategy. I know within your online pickleball course, and then when you do camps also, what exactly is respect the X? All right. Yeah, you're right, Lynn. It's, it, 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 I'll, I'll explain it in a way I think that'll work for a podcast presentation. Usually it's easiest to show on a board and then in some video breakdown. And what's interesting Lynn, about the Respect the X concept, it's a concept that once you understand it and really bring it into your game, you can see great benefits from it. But it's the kind of concept that initially uh, gets a lot of uh, pushback, right? Because players want to use some concepts like forehand in the middle and things like that, which we would suggest are concepts that don't really get to the heart of the matter, right? Sometimes forehand is correct, but a lot of times it's not. Whereas a Respect the X, once you really understand it, it's it's a bigger picture concept that'll help you really understand how the game plays. So the easiest way to explain it is let's start the game at 002, right? So I'm serving from the right and, and the receiver's on the right. So you have a clear picture of how the court looks. And let's 
So I'm going to serve it to the receiver. So I'm serving from the right side of the court to the right side of the court. And let's have the receiver hit it back the same way that I serve. So the same general direction. And the question then becomes on that ball coming back towards, towards my direction, who should hit that ball, right? Now now we're talking about the third shot, right? Because I've hit the serve and the return's been hit. So who's hitting the third shot? Is it going to be me and the ball's coming towards me? Or is it my partner on the left side of the court coming over to take that shot? Now let's assume two right-handed players. So if I hit it, it's coming back towards me. I'm going to be using my backhand more likely. In other words, it's not a super angled one. It's just coming back the middle, a little, a little bit to the right of the center line there. I'm going to be using my backhand or should the player to the left come over and hit that ball with their forehand. Generally speaking, all else being, all things being equal, we suggest that it should be me, the server, who hits the third shot there because the ball is traveling along an axis that is going across the X towards me. So let me complete the X there. You have the receiver to me is one X, right? I'm the server. And then the non-receiver to the non-server is the other axis of the X. And we can talk about it more if you want in terms of the benefits of it. But basically, that's how the X lays out where you have the players who are the right side to the right side, the left side to the left side. You connect those two players, each of those two sets of players, and you end up with an X. And that X helps guide, generally speaking, who should take that shot. And if you understand it, you can break the X, is what we say, is you can break the X certain time, but you'd be breaking it because you have a reason to break it. You're not breaking it just willy-nilly, right? Just because. I just want to break in here to tell you, when I first saw Club Pickleball's paddle selection, I thought, wow, these are some of the best designs I have ever seen. The color and the patterns are amazing, and the edge guard even coordinates with the graphite paddle face. What's better is you can create your own custom paddle designs. So go to playpickleball.club and get 20% off everything through the end of July. All right, so what is the advantage of the person on the right side on the third shot taking that ball down the middle or near the middle with their backhand? Well, why do that? What makes it better, easier? Absolutely. So, so generally speaking, there's a few different First one is that mechanically speaking, it is easier to hit a ball that is coming towards you than a ball that is pulling away from you, right? So if a ball is coming towards my 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 body, right, in not directly into my body, but near my body and coming towards it, I have a better chance of getting my weight engaged and addressing that. If, if the player on the left, on the other hand, when they come over to hit that ball, they're reaching away from their body because that ball is traveling away from them. So it's a harder shot mechanically to get set for to hit that ball properly if it's going away from you as opposed to coming into you. So that's the first one. The second one is court coverage. And what happens is you'll have situations where the player on the left comes over to to the right, comes over in front of me to hit that third shot, opening up the left side of the court. Now, how far, how much they open it depends on how acute or how exaggerated the movement is over to the right. But anytime you come over to the right or from the right to the left, depending on what you're doing, you are opening up the side of the court that you used to be on. You're vacating that side of the court. You may be able to recover, but you may not. But you're adding stress to your team. And the third one, that's the one that I think gets lost, gets lost is you are making your team a one-player team. What happens is when the player on the left comes across to hit that third shot, I'm effectively frozen behind that player. They're pinned, they've pinned me back behind them. And now I can't do anything to help my team out. So if my partner hits a really good third shot drop, right? Or any kind of a third shot, could be a third shot drive. 
I'm not in a position to move up and clean up, right, or finish. And so it really, it makes you a unidimensional team or a team with only one player playing against two players. So that those are the three main reasons. There are some reasons to break it, but generally speaking, all things being equal, you you should defer to the player who's along the axis of the X to take that shot. Now, what happens if I'm that player who, in this case, that we've talked about should be taking the shot? I'm the one who served the ball. It's returned back towards the middle. So it's my backhand. What if I don't have a very good backhand? There are reasons. That is one of the reasons you might break the X, right? So you could say, if you have a situation where the player... Let, I'm going to use myself instead of you, Lynn, for a second, right? I don't want to pick on you. So let's say my I'm sitting there and it's my backhand and my backhand third shot. I've missed a couple or I haven't been able to do the, execute the kind of shot that I want to execute. In those situations, you may very well decide as a team, okay, player on the left, why don't you take that ball the next couple of times rather than me hitting it because I'm not doing much with it. So there are reasons to break the X. The problem that you run into, and I'll give you an example. We did a, we, the last video we put out was who takes this shot, the, the player along the X or the other player. And it was Stephanie Lane playing with Scott Moore. Stephanie Lane's backhand third shot drop is amazing. She has no problem with a third shot, up, right? But what Scott did in one of them, the, the one of them, he came, actually came all the way across the court to the extreme to hit the third shot and totally opened up the court. And you can see it clearly how the court opens up. The next one in the, in that we showed the comparison one, he, not allowed. Um, he just, the, the ball was hit by Stephanie, which is who should have hit it to begin with. And she, she hit a backhand third shot. He was able to move up, boom, boom, and they win the round. So you are correct that if you, listen, if you're missing the shot, I don't care who's hitting it, let the other player hit it, right? So the X wouldn't override that kind of situation. But normally, all things being equal, you want to respect. All right. So what happens when you have a right-handed player and a left-handed player playing together and they both have their forehand down the middle. The X would still be the primary directed role. So the X would still control, right? But I'll give you an example of breaking the X there. So because I'm, I'm a left-handed player, but normally if the ball is traveling towards me, I should take it. If the ball is traveling to, towards my partner along their X, they should take it. An exception would be I've partnered before with players who don't come from a tennis background or they don't really have a drive shot, so to speak. And so let's assume the ball now is going along the other x-axis, the one that I'm not supposed to take, but it's a short return of serve that's attackable. What I'll do in those situations is I will call the ball, right? I will call the shot. I'll say, I got it. I will move forward and I will attack the ball, attack the ball early with a drive trying to pin the returner back. In those situations, we are breaking the x, but we're breaking the x because we have an objective to accomplish that it now trumps, if you will, the respect the x concept. I really have to say, I, I love the respect the X concept. And we've talked about it so far, really in the situation where the players, at least the serving team, is on the baseline. Does this translate when you move up to the kitchen line or the non-volley zone? I am so glad you asked that, Lynn. Absolutely does. And it, it applies both to volleys as well as dinks. It's usually more more relevant in dinks and I'll, I'll do them in that order. So let's talk about dinks first. And we have a video at the Into Pickle YouTube channel that clearly demonstrates this. And, and it was a, it, it's one of those things when you're watching, uh, you know, video, uh, you're watching video to see what you can glean from it. And in this one match, these are all excellent super senior players, fantastic players, really nice match. And they're in, they're all up at the NVZ and there's a dink 
uh, a dink battle going on. And in the same dink battle, there is a ball that goes from, if you're looking at it from the end of the court, it goes from the, the right side towards the middle, but going towards the left, right? But in the middle, the first one, the player that's directly across from the, where the ball came from, reaches across to hit it, even though it's going to the other player along the X, and then pulls back, allowing the other player to hit it. And it's beautiful. And it must have been two shots or three shots later, the exact same ball gets hit again, right? From the same position to the same position. This time, the player on the right reaches out to hit it. And you can see in the video how he's reaching across to hit that ball and misses the dink. And so that is a common error in pickleball where, where if you're missing dinks in the middle zone, a lot of times, or at least ask yourself, who hit that ball? Did the player did the player hit it on the end of the X or did the other player reach across the X to hit it on the dink? If you want to get into the volley too, but that's the, the dink to wrap that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Explain about the volley. Okay. And in the volley, it's similar, but there's one wrinkle. The wrinkle is, remember how I said that you can break the X when it makes sense? So let's take a scenario where the ball is coming, it's hit. Let's say, Lynn, you're standing across from another player and that player hits that ball on a cross court direction. So you're up at the NBZ and so your partner, I should say. So you're up at the NBZ, your partner's at the NBZ, the non-volley zone line, and the ball gets hit across you diagonally. And so the X would say, well, let your partner take that ball. However, if you can hit the ball sooner, right, on an attack, an attack position, you should hit the ball because you're hitting it sooner. So that would be an exception to the X, right? Where you're breaking the X, but you're breaking the X because you're trying to hit the ball earlier, which means you're going to hit the ball higher, closer to the net, right? He's less likely to make a mistake. Also, more able to hit down on it. Plus, an important component that gets lost a lot of times in, in conversation, time. You're removing time from your opponents to get set, right? So you hit that ball sooner, it's good to go. So that's an example of where the would be overridden by another set of principles. And frankly, Lynn, that's one of the beauties of our sport. It's you can dissect this game in so many different ways. But I think what's important about a concept like Respect DX or like a concept like Wrong Way Wanda that we talked about earlier with, with Hellas Bar, with Coach Hellas Bar, these you have these kind of like underlying principles that you understand. And then if you're going to break them, you're breaking them, but you're breaking them because you you know why you're breaking them. You're not breaking them just cut. Right. That makes absolute sense. And like you alluded to, there's going to be so many tips like the Respect the X, like Wrong Way Wanda that are given in the summit. Any other topics like that that you want to pull out that are part of the summit that you want to make sure people know about that they would be interested in? Absolutely. We are very, as you are, Lynn, in, in what you do with your podcast and everything and the other uh, work you're doing, we are very intentional with everything that we do with all of our teaching, including the summit. So we have been very, we're not simply going out to top presenters, professionals and saying, just give me whatever you want to give me. It's fine. We've actually thought it through and we've asked instructors and professionals to share with us areas in which they have particular expertise. I mentioned Pickle Pong Dev with the Dink. We have John Sperling, one of the top senior pros is going to be showing us the, the perfect third shot drop. I know a lot of players anxious about developing the third shot drop, rightfully so. He's going to help us with that. Another top senior pro player, Yvonne Ting, is going to help us with the perfect volley, right? She's been working on her volley and she's sharing that with us. We have Chris Carr just coming in and share some really important tips on resetting, right? We have we, we just have so many presenters that are presenting. Colin Johns is, is sharing with us really helpful tips for players at all levels, not just pro players, but players at all levels on how they can improve their game. So you're going to 
Coach Russell is going to share with us how to pick the right um, resources. If you're looking for resources, whether it's instruction, camp, whatever, how to pick that, right? What criteria to pick that. So what I I would suggest, Lynn, to your listeners is there's really, there's just no downside to coming to the summit, right? I mean, it's, there's, you just have to register. So you register, you get your ticket, you come in, you enjoy it, keep watching. You don't enjoy it. No big deal. All right. Well, awesome. To finish up here, Tony, anything else that they should know about the summit? The keys to the summit are make sure that you register. The registration will be open up through the summit. If you want the all access pass, I think it's a great value, but everybody will make their decision on that. Highly, if you want the all access pass, I would suggest getting it before the summit starts, just because it's there's a discounted price before the summit starts. But it's just so much information, and it's the largest gathering of pickleball professionals anywhere. We're bringing it to everybody's homes. So I kind of, I we say, unless you're having queen with a T or did I say a queen with a T or tea with a T with the queen, <laughs> unless you're having tea with a queen on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, June 27th, 28th, 29th, probably want to come to the summit. Awesome. Well, I will definitely be there and I am looking forward to it. And if you would like that free ticket to the Pickleball Summit, just go to pickleballfire.com forward slash summit. So Tony, Thank you so much for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast today, sharing some great tips and also letting people know about the upcoming Pickleball Summit. Thank you very much, Len, for having me. And remember, everybody, respect that X. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 